The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with musician Darren Glenn, who's been a friend of mine for just over 25 years. He's in the band The Selfie Store, and you can find their album on iTunes, Spotify, Facebook, the Bandcamp site, just search Selfie Store. So Darren, going all the way back, high school or before then, where did the inspiration come from to write songs as a kid? Uh, I think some of it was boredom. Um, (laughs) um, I didn't really have as many outlets as maybe some people thought I did, but I just loved music. I had a passion for it. Uh, at an early age, I remember 10, 11 years old, rewriting songs that were already popular on the radio. I would sit in my room, take the lyrics out, put new lyrics to it. That's where it started for me. And then when you started writing original songs, where did that come from? Um, I, I, my dad got me a guitar for my 13th birthday. Um, I took off from there. A Beatles book came with it. They were my favorite band like most it it was a thrill i i slowly learned how to play guitar and i took some liberties for sure um i did a lot of awful music through the years i mean really terrible stuff that i would be embarrassed about right now but but that's all part of the process and it brought me to a place where you know i got some confidence people said hey this isn't bad keep working met some good friends Along the way, and we, we started playing music, and where, that was that. Where, where did the confidence come from in high school to write and also perform? Um, I remember being at a party, probably 15, and someone had a guitar. They gave it to me. I played. I was a scrawny little nothing. <laughs> um, so <laughs> uh, just trying to make my way. You know, I was a sophomore at a senior party pretty much. And I sat down and I played for people and I got a response, a positive response. And I was hooked. Um, yeah, th- that's how it, it happened. I remember that like it was yesterday. What, what songs were you playing? Oh, boy. Um, I, I, there were definitely some Weezer tunes being uh-huh. played. Uh, I'm sure there was a Third Eye Blind song played. Um, probably a Beatles tune. You know, tried to take requests as best that I could, but... Uh, yeah, that that was a, a great time in my life. So when you have the confidence to then perform and you see and you see that positive reaction that you're getting, then after that when you're when you're writing music, is that something that you're thinking about when you're sitting in class having conversations? Could this be part of a song? Could this be part of a song? Relationships also. Were you all thinking about that at a young age? Uh you know how I was as a student. Uh no one knows better than you. Not a great student. Uh, not particularly interested in the subject matter because I was filling my notebook with, you know, lyrics or song ideas. So I remember being 12 or 13 years old and, and just filling notebooks with lyrics. Some I still have. Some will never see the light of day. I should just get rid of them, but for some reason I just I hoard them. <laughs> um, you never know. So, yeah, from an early age, was always writing. Were there, were there certain experiences as a kid that as, turned into songs? 
as many experiences as you can have. So it's it's young love, right? Yeah. It's a feeling of isolation or loneliness, and you know, I, there's there's always that back and forth, that positive with the negative, and and I think most uh, kids experience that. I was I felt like I was lucky to have an outlet that, to uh, to put something out there to the world. So I, I was really fortunate. If you were growing up now, and given how open a lot of kids are about, you know, you just mentioned feeling isolated and not having those outlets and, and being a friend of yours. I, you know, it's the first that I've heard of it. Do you think that if you were growing up now when kids are more vocal about this stuff that you wouldn't have just turned to music and it would have been something else? Hmm, that's a good question. I, I think that music for me, just me personally, that was something, uh, that was an outlet that I didn't have a lot of choice about. My parents were heavy in the music from an early age, so I gravitated towards that. Uh, I, I think kids, you know, I, I see a lot of younger kids. I have nieces and nephews, and, and they're still into music. They're still into finding music, and, and through music, you know, we find ourselves. So I think I would have, even today, growing up today, been interested in music. It, it would have been where I would have headed. What did you learn about yourself the first time you stepped on stage? You know, I think I felt more comfortable on stage than I did off of, off of the stage initially. Um, it felt very natural. Performing, I mean, you know, we go back, whether it's performing in a classroom right. by being a knucklehead <laughs> and, and, and just trying to get a laugh, which I think was my first bit of, of, uh, oh, okay, this works. If I say something ridiculous or do something, I'm going to get a laugh. It's the same with music. If you do something and it's honest and it comes from a true place, then you're going to get some response. And I learned that I could do this. This was something I could do and, and maybe do the rest of my life. How do you describe that on stage, Rush? nervous energy uh <laughs> there's a lot of thinking about it before and then that whole day you just you know you're worried is everybody going to be together on this one part of this song that we struggled with all week and then it, it's really funny a few minutes before uh you get on stage you just kind of have this moment of clarity and you go and you do it and then you get off of the stage and it's like it didn't even happen Oh. You don't even remember it. it. It's really an unusual or odd experience. You almost feel like it's like that scene in old school during the debate scene when he says, I don't know what just happened to that. Is black <laughs> That's ex that is exactly it. Yes. That's exactly how I would describe that. Yeah. The new album. Are there, are there, are there certain songs on there that are more personal than things you've done in the past? So this was the first time... Uh, in terms of songwriting that, you know, I had worked with somebody. I, I'm actually working with uh, a, a former teacher, a uh, Latin teacher, who I became friends with uh, over the years. It's really uh, an unusual situation in how we go about writing. Uh, he brings some ideas to the table, and I bring some ideas, and we just kind of sit there and uh, and kind of do this workshop situation. I always tell him, I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Ishtar, Mm -hmm. I'm an awful 80s movie, but it, it, it kind of pokes fun at, at that process, the songwriting process, and that's kind of what we have. It's just a, a back and forth. Uh, some ideas really take off right away, and, and others fail miserably. 
So, yeah, some are more personal, though. Some some are more personal than others. Well, what's it like putting personal stories in a song? If you if you can kind of uh, hide them somewhat, then it's not as personal as you may think. Uh, there's certain songs that you, you may listen to and they're open for interpretation. And um, I, I never really like telling people what my songs are about. I'd rather them tell me what they think they're about. I think that's more interesting. If I tell you what it's about, it may lose something for you. So I think it's better just to kind of hold it tight. You know what it's about, or you know what that feeling was, and you let them have their feeling with that music. And that's, that's how I approach that. So so if you hide certain things in lyrics when you're writing a song and then and then performing it, do you get, personally, do you get the most out of the song as you could if you really didn't couch anything? Uh, I, I think so. I think as long as you know what you're speaking to, um, or at least you're feeling that, I don't mean hidden... Um, I guess maybe jumbled in the lyrics somewhere, if you want to look at it from a, a lyrical standpoint. Um, I'm not one just to kind of put it out there. I'd like to hold it back a little bit and, and see if, if, if it can be open for interpretation instead of it just having such a literal meaning. Uh, I think that way it can be more interesting, and you can look at it from different angles and even different points in your life. You can look back on certain songs and say, I think it was about that, but that kind of still relates and resonates to something different in my life today. And I think that's what a good music, musical line, a note, or anything, that's what it can do. It can stay with you for the duration of your life. Did you still look back at childhood as inspiration when writing songs now, or things just completely evolved? No, absolutely. Childhood, and you know, I have two children, so looking at life through their eyes, um, it's it's funny how that works. Looking it through my parents' eyes, everything, you know. I, I think it really comes full circle. A, a greater appreciation for what your parents, <laughs> what parents went through dealt with. now? Oh, my goodness. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really put them through hell. <laughs> <laughs> At times, and, uh, you know, I love them, and I have such a great relationship. I'm lucky to have that now. And they have such a great relationship with my kids and and my wife, and, and that's, you know, what could be better than that? All right, so what's the plan with this new album? So, yeah, the new album, uh, we're very excited about it. Um, it is self-titled. Selfie Store is the name of the band, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, the plan with the album is to, uh, we just pressed it out about a month ago. It's been on iTunes and Spotify for, for a month. Uh, we're trying, we're planning on getting some gigs. We're rehearsing right now, and and planning on doing a release party hopefully sometime in the fall all right finally that uh that party where you where you played guitar for the first time in front of yeah. everybody who, whose party yeah. was it you want a name huh yeah whose party was it i i think i'm pretty sure the first time was at mike goldberg's house huh and he he had some nice parties at his house yeah, i feel like i so, always uh, got out just in time there oh yeah yeah i think we all did that's <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's that's what it was, but yeah, I mean, he you know he uh, was my first uh, booking agent, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, 
he he was a a good friend in school and uh yeah we we uh we had a lot of those nights back then those were those were uh simpler times yeah for I, re- sure. I i remember and, I, and i've told this story so many times too never on the podcast but i remember you playing mr jones counting crows and i actually just told this story to adam duritz from counting crows when i had him on the radio <laughs> I, t- I told him this story that we were down the shore after prom, and it was a rainy day in Ocean City, and we were watching Flyers Devils, and that was and you, and you were playing, and we're all sitting in the room having some beers. You're you're playing, and Lindros had his head down over the red line, and Scott Stevens concussed him one final time, and that was the end of Lindros's career, and that just destroyed destroyed the mood. Everyone was in a great mood because you were playing, and we were drinking beers, watching uh, watching the Flyers, and then uh, and then that happened. Wow. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. You remember that? I don't recall that at all. But well, maybe you had more beers than I did. A, yeah, maybe I had a few more <laughs> than you did. I'm sure you caught up. All right, pal. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Something Darren and I have discussed when it comes to his songwriting and writing partner is the importance of having someone to talk to, to confide in, almost like a professional listener, not necessarily a psychiatrist or a psychologist. It's also important to have an outlet of some sort that betters yourself. In junior high and high school, we sat next to each other in band because we both played the French horn, the only two French horn players in the band often ignored by the teachers, which we resented. And it was the band director in high school's attitude that led me to quit before junior year. Darren's new album is terrific. You can buy it for five bucks on bandcamp.com. Just search Selfie Store and, of course, iTunes, Spotify, and keep up on Selfie Store on Facebook. You'll want to know when the album release party will be. And please take 20 seconds, rate and review the podcast on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V, and Instagram, something that Darren is very familiar with, making Wawa runs. I'm on Instagram at Wawa Run. Thanks for taking the time to join us on the follow-up. The follow-up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.